Thank you very much. When I was a Talmud in the yeshiva, the Mashgiach used to speak every year, and he always used to say that the Bali Musa in Europe, Flegen Zogen, they used to say that Rosh Hashanah, Ana Kabbalah is Nishken Rosh Hashanah, that if you don't make New Year's resolutions, you're not Yotzei Rosh Hashanah. And he would point out that Tosis points out on the first Daf in Chulin, Tosis quotes a Medrash Rabbah on the Pasuk by Yankov Avinu when he was running away from Esau, Ba'ida Yankov Neda Lamer, Yerelikimi Madi, etc. So what does the word Lamer mean? So we usually translate by Dabashal Moshe Lamer. The Lord spoke unto Moses saying. So the Medrash, the Gemara in Yuma does not understand like that. The Gemara in Yuma says that Dabashal Moshe, Lamer Yisrael. Lamer doesn't mean saying. Doesn't mean you put a colon with the quotation mark. Lamer means Lamer Meisel. So how do you translate? Ba'ida Yankov Neda Lamer. How does the word Lema fit in over there? So the Medrash understands Lema Ladoras. Yankov Avina took a neder because he was based, sorry, he was running away from his brother Esau who wanted to kill him. And he accepted upon himself. Accepted upon himself a Kabbalah. So whenever a person that's on the first page in the third Chelek Yeridei and Hilchus Nadorim, it says, even though we usually assume Tob Mizem Mizesh and Neidu Kaliker, Best is the pasuk says, mm-hmm. If you have a toss-up between not taking a nether at all and taking a nether and violating it, so the pasuk says, mm-hmm. But then the Gemara says, mm-hmm. Best is never to take any nether at all. But it says in the Yeridea, they quote this medrash on the first page in, in Hilchas Nedarim, that based tzara, it's a mitzvah leader, so Rosh Hashanah and Kippur is an tzara. The whole world is being judged individuals and the nation and the whole, the whole world, all the nations of the world. So that's why this is special Indian to be Mikabal Belineta, okay, to be Mikabal Kabbalist, to accept upon myself one self resolutions. My father in law was a very Mikurib to the Mashgiach and the Miri Yeshiva, say after he in Europe. So after he passed away, the children found in his desk about twenty five index cards he would write Kabbalists every year before Rosh Hashanah. Easy Kabbalists, going to be Mahavasedra every week, and he's going to try to learn up so much Gemara, and he's going to try to daven to the Bitzibur, everything, all easy. You don't accept Kabbalists that are, uh, that are uh, very difficult. Accept easy Kabbalists. So I wanted to go through some of the issues that there's room to make Kabbalists. I'm not talking for Satma, I'm not talking for Flatbush, I'm talking for our, for our group. We believe, as the Mishnah says, Torah, Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. Torah was given to Moshe Rabbeinu Misinai. What does it mean, Misinai? <coughs> so, some assume that the whole text of the Torah was dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu Har Sinai. So the Gemara points out in the first paragraph in Chagiga that this is not true. The Psukim say that the Chumash is the Apikurs, and say that the Chumash is a composite of different texts. So the Gemara says that. The Gemara says it based on the Pesukim Nechumash. Sometimes the Pesuk introduces a parasha Sometimes it introduces a Pesuk by saying And sometimes it introduces a parasha by saying So the Gemara says the Torah was given three different times with three different texts. And the text as we have it today is a composite Truly, it is a composite of the three different texts. But all the three texts were dictated by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, word for word and letter for letter, to Moshe Rabbeinu. We learn Adinim from an extra word and from an extra letter, from a missing letter. So our tradition has it that everything was dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu. But it's not true that everything was dictated Misenai. There was text B that was dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu by Olmoy. There was text C that was dictated to Moshe Rabbeinu and Arvis Moyot. So the Chumash is not all that. So what do we mean when we emphasize we believe in Torah Misenai? So some assume that what it means is that the binding force of all of the mitzvahs today is because of the bris, the covenant that was entered upon at Maimon Harsinai. So we just read in Parashas Nitzavim last week that that's also not true. The bris at Harsinai apparently was only binding on the people who were alive at that time. And the second bris that was made at Arbus Mayav, that's recorded, the text of the bris is recorded in Parshas Kisavai. The first Torchecha in Parshas Bukhukaisai says, Eile Debra Abris, Hashakras Hashem and Esau Behar Sinai. And the second Torchecha in Parshas Kisavai is the text of the bris's bris at Arbus Mayav. What was the need for another bris 
there already was a binding covenant at Har Sinai. So the Pesach says in Nitzavim, Lo Yitchem Levatchem Anochi Karisas Habis Hazos V'Saol Hazos This second bris is not only binding on the people who are alive today, like the first bris at Har Sinai, Ki Imas HaShayesh Nampo so Rashi Achumish quotes the Gemara, the Gemara Shavuos, that Eis Asher is referring to the Doris Haboim. So the fact that we today are obligated to observe mitzvahs is not because of the Bris at Har Sinai. It's rather because of the Bris at Arbus Moyov. So what does the Tana mean when he emphasizes, what do we, what do we em- emphasize how much term is Sinai? The text of the Chumish is not all Misinai, and the binding force of the mitzvah is also not fully Misinai. The binding force is because of the brisad at Arvismayov. So the Pashtas, the Gemara says, Torah Misinai means that the way you learn Torah is supposed to be just like at Maimon HaSinai. The Torah was received by Emo Beira Bereses of The people were trembling. They were petrified. They were Eish, Eish Agdailon, and Kaila Shaifer, and noises and everything. Everybody was frightened. So too, the learning throughout all the future generations should also be be'ema be'ira be'reses of Aziyah. That's what we learn now from Har Sinai. That's what it means. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. Just like the Torah was learned then, mitoch pachad, and trembling, so to the Durvis. And the Gemara speaks based on the Pasek and Shira. Shirim, of a Talmud hayoshev lifnei rabbi, and the Talmud is kibbutzing. He's not too serious. The Gemara says, called Talmud, who sits in front of the Rebbe Shebein, of Sosov, not was over. His his lips don't quiver, he should be punished, his lips should be burnt. That's the expression that the Gemara uses. He's supposed to learn Torah in a very serious way. Limanah Torah is not supposed to be a game. And it's not supposed to be just intellectual gymnastics. Rabbi Yoyne was the menial of the yeshiva for a few years. Now he moved on, he's in Chicago, he comes back to the yeshiva every month to give shiurim. So he introduced a new thing in the yeshiva, the students who apply for smicha anas, or who apply for the koilalel yon, have to write a dvar We have to have a, a group of seven or eight rabbanim read all of the essays and determine who is entitled, who is roi, who is fit to get these uh, honors, extra money, and who, and who not. So I remember when he first introduced it, so he and I had both read all of the essays, some of the other people on the committee did meet all the essays. Both of us had read all the essays. And when we came to the meeting, we both said, I don't know who the applicant was. Every essay just had a, a number. It didn't have a name of the person. I said, I don't know who wrote this. We both said the same thing. We disqualified this person right away. Because he quoted a Gemara. I don't know, the person may be in the audience. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who it is. So he wrote a whole about some complicated Gemara. Then he says, could it be the pshat is like this? No, that's not correct because it is Gemara. Could it be pshat is B? No, that's not correct because of that Gemara. Could it be pshat is C? That's not correct. And then he got involved, is it this or this? And then he says, then he writes in Hebrew, the whole Dvartha was written in a nice decent Hebrew that I remember. And then he writes, and now the game is up. What do you mean the game is up? Learning Torah is a game. You're just juggling around ideas. You're tossing around ideas. Learning Torah is supposed to be very serious. The Gemara has a beautiful expression. When the Tanoim were learning, the Torah is very cheerful. It doesn't mean that when you learn, you should learn in a dreary fashion. You should be morose. It should be cheerful, but it has to be learning Torah is not a game. Something very, very serious. And we all have to realize that. Like the Rob said before, Chaim Sheishman. There has to be, with the Avastari, while you're learning, you have to have Yerushamayim also. It's not just, uh, I love to learn because it's very pleasant and everything is like a game. Learning is not supposed to be treated as a game. We say every day in the davening, the men, the women, everybody davenes, the tefillah comes from Pirkei Obis at the end of the fifth parak. We have that All of us, each and every Jew, has a chelik in the Torah. Many people make a mistake. They think that liman hatar is only for the rabbonim or the malamdim or the mechanchim. A person already, or students. But once you've already graduated, so you're no longer a student. So if you're not a teacher and you're not a rabbi, so why are you mechuyiv to learn? That's a mistake. The Ramam starts off, Hilchas Talmud Torah. 
young and old, healthy and sick, people till the day they die, mechuyiv to learn, whenever they have a free minute, they mechuyiv to learn Torah. The mitzvah of the Talmud Torah is for everybody. And every person has a chilek in the Torah. I have acquaintances who are doctors and lawyers and engineers and scientists and they know how to learn better than Rebbe's and yeshiva. They're just not cut out to be Rebbe's and yeshiva. But the obligation to learn is, is on everybody. It's not just on the mechanchim, not just on, on the rabbonim or the students who are still of the age of a student. We all have an obligation to learn. We have to realize that. Many years ago, Rabbi Lichtenstein, Zechon Levrocha, was giving Teichoche at one of the conferences. He was complaining about the fact that by us, the summer vacation is longer than it is by the Chesidish people and by the Yeshivish people. And the hours of instruction in the course of the day are also shorter. So if you learn, we're not such big geniuses that because we have secular knowledge, therefore we will succeed in learning Torah better. We need, we need less time to accomplish more. It's just not going to happen. If you have fewer hours in the course of the day of learning and you have a shorter schedule in the course of the year, you're going to know less. He's going to know less. He said there's no excuse. That was his time. There's no excuse to have such a long vacation period. There's no excuse to have shorter hours of the day. You have to, and some schools give up on Sunday and on Friday, every month in Adonishtik, every secular holiday and every religious holiday, every, every other day. There's no school. No school, so you're not going to learn. End of the day, if you don't, if the students don't work hard to succeed in learning, they're just not going to succeed. They won't be matzliach in learning. So, on the one hand, learning is for everybody. We all pray Give us a bigger share in the Torah. Why should one settle for less if you can get more? On the other hand, Paskin and Shilas is not for everybody. Yes, it's a democratic, uh, it's a democracy. Learning Torah is open for everybody. We have to teach Torah to anyone who is interested. But Paskin and Shilas is, is for the, only for the experts. It's not for everybody. It's fortunate, it's a wonderful thing that we have so many people learning in yeshivas. We never had, an, I don't think in the history of the Jewish people, we never had so many people learning in yeshivas all over the world. But uh, because everybody learned in yeshiva till they got married or whatever, till they finished college, doesn't mean that every time Dick and Harry is entitled to an opinion on Paskin and Shiloh. You have to speak to the experts, like in any field. Just today, I was learning with my students learning Gemara Sanhedrin this year that happens to be my favorite Nesichta because when I was uh, when I first entered into Ram Salvechik Shir he was learning Sanhedrin for two years so he covered the whole 90 blot in the course of the two years so that I enjoyed that very much so that's my most favorite Nesichta so we were learning Davovam and Aleph today so Taisa says Halacha when you have a Dintera you follow the majority. The Pasuk says in Chumash, if it's a split vote two to one, so the, so the Rav wins. What if they agree to a Pshara? So a Pshara is also a Psak. Pshara is also a Dinter. It's not just that they agree to uh, an arbitration. It's not an arbitration. It's not a compromise. A Pshara doesn't mean I ask for a million dollars and he doesn't want to give a penny, so the Besan divides in half. So you have to be a genius to divide in half. To make a Pshara, you don't have to have big Rabbanim. Pshara means a psak of lifnim mishuras adin. The dayanim have to pass them. What Yosha dictates in this case? Sometimes Yosha dictates exactly the same as the halacha. Sometimes Yosha dictates punkta hepach of the halacha. And sometimes it's somewhere in between. In between what the halacha says and, uh, and uh, punkt fakir. So Tosa says, and this is called a halacha lamais and choshem mishpat, that in a pshara you don't go basaraif. If it's a split vote two to one, you don't go basaraif. I'm telling the students, that I was once participating, I rarely participate in the Dine Torah, I have no time, I'm busy in Yeshiva. So once there was a between a rabbi and a balabatim, so they pressured me uh, to participate in the Dine Torah. The rabbi didn't want to retire. Balabatim were complaining, he's repeating the same drushes over and over and over again. They want a new rabbi, so there's, uh, it was an issue. So I remember I participated in the Dine Torah. So they, they agreed they're going to have a pshara. Okay. We always recommend they should agree to a pshar. 
So, uh, so the third, the, the Sholish, the third Dayan was an easygoing fellow, and whoever would scream louder, he would agree with him. But he was a big Tamcha. So, uh, so I, I, I'm not a professional Dayan. And one of the fellow against me was a professional dancer. He was a professional screamer. He was screaming and tumbling and tumbling. He thinks the pshara should be like this. So the third dying, the borough said, the shoulder said, okay. He goes along with him. So I was outvoted. So I said, you can't outvote me because this is a pshara and you don't go bust a rope. So the third screamer says, since when? So I said, that's what it says in Shulchan. He says, he never heard of that. So the third dying, who was a quite a Tom Chacham, so he said, it's a beferish adin of Shulchan, a beferish so I paralyzed, uh, I paralyzed the Bezin until they agreed, until I agreed to a reasonable pshara. The Allah says that pshara, you don't go basar I remember when we learned this in, in Gemara, in Rabbi Salvech's class, he was suggesting a pshat. I don't think this is pshat in Tosis. He was suggesting, why is it that by pshara you don't go basar So he said, when you have it in Torah, the Nimamanas, the Nefashas, we're trying to figure out what it says in the Torah. Moshe Kibble Torah Misina, there is a Torah. And the laws of the Torah are binding. And the rabbis are not making up things from thin air. They're trying to, trying to ascertain what did the Rabbani Shalom tell Moshe Rabbeinu. Or based on the rules and regulations, what should the din be? So then the halacha says, But when you're talking about a pshara, you're not trying to figure out what is the objective truth of the halacha. A pshara is always subjective. It's subjectively, I feel Yosha dictates like this, and you feel correctly from your perspective, honestly, so you feel Yosha dictates like that? So both of them are correct. So you can't go bus or arrive. You can't say that it's two to one, so therefore the two are right and the one is not right. The one is right also. He's saying, my subjective feeling indicates that the Yosha dictates like this. So everybody's right. So you can't go bus or arrive. You only go bus or arrive. We're trying to ascertain what the din is. We have to keep this in mind that when you're paskening Shilas, you're trying to ascertain what the din is. Whether or not the rabbis don't have the ability to make up dinim. They have no right. They're not saying hefke bezna hefke. They're not making up their own dinim. They're trying to ascertain what was it that was told to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Kibbal Torah Misina. We have a concept we're all familiar with the concept. The Gemara says, regarding the Gemara says, the end of the first parak in Erevin, regarding the many disputes between the Bishayim and the Basil, we always paskan like, we usually paskan most of the time, paskan like Basil, with a few rare exceptions. But nonetheless, when we study the opinions of Bishayim, that's not considered Bittlter. Even though we know in advance that that's not the that's the Kima Mitzvah Talmatur. To use Rav Salvechik's uh, terminology, it is a chepz of shelter, even though there's no chavis hagavra to follow that. But Elaviyeda Dibil Kimchaim not only means that there's a kim of Talmud Torah, the Gemara has much more than that. We are very respectful of the shitas that were outvoted, even though we don't pass them like that. Take, for example, the second night Rosh Hashanah, the common practice is that everybody has a pre-chadosh or a beged chadosh in order to be able to recite Shechiyonah. What's the issue? Because the Rishonim had a dispute because of the fact that Rosh Hashanah is Yom Arichta, Kedusha Achas. So maybe you don't have to recite Shechiyonah on the second day. Any other Yantav Shenish El Goliath says Shtei Kedusha. So you have to say Shechiyonah. No dispute about that. But the second day of Rosh Hashanah is a Machlekes. So Halacha Lemais will be passed in that you say Shechiyonah any, anyway, whether you have a pre-chadosh or not. But because of the chashasha, brachalavatola, so we go out of our way to have a pichadosh and begachadosh to satisfy that opinion as well. We do that a lot of times. Take, for example, uh, the Bahag's opinion that if a person missed one day in Sphere Saimer, so his opinion is that there's no longer a mitzvah, you, you, you blew it, and there's no longer a mitzvah of Sphere Saimer. So Tesha says there is no such halacha, we don't pass like that. But because the Sefer Halachas Gedalas was written in the times of the Gaonim, he himself was not from the Goenim, but he, he lived in their period. He was he associated with them. So therefore, uh, we are choshish with the shittas of Ahaks, out of respect for the halachas, we wouldn't say a brocha. If he missed one day in the sphere, we wouldn't say a brocha. Strictly speaking, we don't really paskan like the Bahag, but we have respect for his opinion, so we leave out the brocha. Or we have respect for the Bahag's opinion. <coughs> so this is quote the Bahag that even though the women are mechayiv and mikra and megillah, but a woman cannot read the megillah to be mighty a man. So we don't pass on like the Bahag. If it'll shayla come up, Allah it has come up to me. 
Shadow comes up the only person who can lay in the Megillah for the husband. Husband is not well and he's sleeping half the time. Most of the day he's sleeping and, and you can't get a Balkari to come read the Megillah when he's going to be awake. So can the wife read the Megillah to be mighty to So the answer is yes. The wife can say a bracha to be mighty to the husband to read the Megillah. You don't have to make everybody crazy to get him in. But L'Chathila we don't allow it. Out of respect for the Baha'i we don't allow it. We do that a lot of times. Yavachasana. So Rav Salvechik always used to make such a big production about Yichud Edim. I remember at my wedding, <coughs> Rav Salvechik told me I should single out the Edim by name. I didn't know who they were. My father-in-law picked out two rabbis from Brooklyn who were friends of his. I never saw, I never saw them before. So <laughs> Rav Salvechik said I have to be Yichud Edim by name. Then they mumbled their names. I didn't, I didn't hear what they said. I had to say it over a second time. I, but the whole thing is only a chumrah. So basically, the whole yichud is only a chumrah. Then you don't need any yichud edim. We go out, we go out of the way a lot of times like that. <coughs> I think Rabbi Kanafogel told me that he published uh, an essay where he collected, I think, 13 cases in the Shulchan Aruch where they quote this attitude from the Hasidic Ashkenaz. The Mishkan Zyankin has such a chuvah he sent his tshuva to the base of Ephraim. So he has in a, in a footnote there in bold letters, all tshuvas in Rashi script, in the footnotes are in bold letters, in block letters. So he writes that this was a theme that was introduced into Psak Halacha by the Hasidi Ashkenaz, the late period of the Bali Hatesis, that's a Rutenberg and after him, that they try to do things in such a way to satisfy all of the opinions. Why? We treat it as, as a Mirich Hasidis, we treat it as if it's a Sveika Deraisa Luchumar. Okay. This is a theme that was introduced into Psak Allah. But the Paskin Shailas, you have to know what's a real din and what's a Chumrah. You can't confuse a real din with a Chumrah. Connection with yesterday's Sedra, the Gemara in the end of Masech Shabbos quotes, Kishinichtnus Chachamim Lekerem Biyavna. So one of the Tanoim made a statement that we see from the Nevi'im, from the Navi Omos, the Torah, the Torah tells us that the Torah will be forgotten, the Navi tells us, the Torah will be forgotten from B'nai Yisrael. And he quotes the Pasuk, Everybody knows the Nigan, And then the Pasuk also continues, V'no miyam ad yam, so you see from the Psukim, you see from the Navi Yom, so the Torah will be forgotten. So Rabbi Shimba Yichoi got up and he said, Chas v'sholem, the Torah says, and yesterday he said, in Vayelach, the Torah will never be forgotten from the Jewish people. I, what does it mean, the Pesach there in Amos, that they'll be searching, what's the halacha? So he says, no, shalayim tzu halacha brura, mishnem brura b'mokamecha. In every generation, there are a lot of Talmud HaChachamim who know how to pass on the Shailas correctly. But because there's so many others, there's so many other people clouding the horizon, so that's why you can't, you don't know where, you don't know who's telling the truth, you don't know who's passing correctly, you don't know who's making a, a mistake. In every generation, we have Talmud HaChacham. There are those who think, look, Rab Salvechik pissed away, so there's no one to ask any Shailas. Rab Salvechik pissed away, Baruch Hashem, there are people to ask Shailas. The Gemara has a whole discussion regarding the Shemayinah Pesukim Shabbat Torah, the last Aliyah, that describes the death of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Gemara says it has a special status, a special halacha, Yochid Kariyosim. What does it mean, Yochid Kariyosim? So the Rishonim have different interpretations. So the Ramon Shulchanah quotes the Pshat from the Mordecai, Yochid Kariyosim, he gives Chosen Torah to the Rav to demonstrate Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, but the world didn't come to an end. Yoshua bin Nun took over. Yeshua ben Nun passed away, and we have a rav. Every shul has a rav, a tamachacham. Some of the shuls have a rabban who are not tamidachacham. Baruch Hashem, there are shuls where they have a rabban who are tamidachacham. So that's why you give the rav, the last aliyah. Moshe Rabbeinu died. It's not the rav. So Abayshik died. There's no one to ask any shilas. Baruch Hashem, there are people to ask shilas, and it's very important to ask the shilas. And the Balabatim who are not in the area of Psak should not really be guessing on their own what they think the halacha should be. The Mishnah has a statement in Pirkei Ovis, HaSeilach HaRab, HaSeilach HaRab, HaSeilach HaRab, So Abchaim HaLoshana has in his commentary on, on Pirkei Ovis, what did the Tana put together? Three totally unrelated statements. HaSeilach HaRab, you should pick up one Rav and ask all the Shalosh, HaSeilach HaRab, 
What does it got to do with each other? So he explains, I say, Rabbi, have to ask all the shilas. I, a person, will decide, I'll always go to Chumrah. So the Mishnah says, you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't live with Sveikas and always go to Chumrah. What's so bad about going to Chumrah? So the Mishnah points out, the Gemara tells us, if a person is Mafrish Maestris, he has to know exactly how many bushels of food he has over here. And if he's going to give too much Maestris, so the Gemara says, Tevola he was Mekalkal. When he's going to give, Maestris was only Chalan 10%. If you're going to be generous, and you're going to be, uh, uh, give 15% of everything that you have to the Levi, so only 10% of that will be Maestris, and the 5% will be Tevola, because you didn't yet take out Maestris. Te- and when you take out Maestris later, it's not Chalan, the 5% extra that you gave to the Levi. So the Gemara says, you're Mekalkal. So that's Rab Chaim points out, a lot of times a person does what he thinks is a balabas, does something that he thinks is a chumrah, it's really a kula. You have to be very learned to know what's a chumrah and what's a kula. Truth of the matter is that every chumrah is maybe the day kula. This morning I went to buy a dalad minim that was said in Lulav and Esrik. So some people spend a fortune of money on dalad minim. I, I don't, uh, I'm not so wealthy and I don't spend that much money on the dalad minim. Every Chumrah has a Kula. The extra money you're going to spend $180 on a Lulav and Esrik, so you're going to have less money to give to Tzedakah. If I spend uh, $40 on a Lulav and Esrik, that's kosher. nothing wrong with the $40 Lulav and Esrik. So I have more money to give to Tzedakah, and I'll give the extra money to the Tzedakah. So that Chumrah is maybe the day Kula. That Chumrah is a Kula. People have Mahadrin. They want Tafka, this Hashgacha, that Hashgacha costs much more. You're going to spend more money on the Hashgacha, so you're going to have less money to give to Tzedakah. There are people who are starving in the world for food. You have to be careful. A lot of times they make a chumrah. The chumrah is a, is a kula. It's before Yom Kippur now, so people are calling up with shilas and the base matters, they're asking shilas. The people who have mamishchalim is and the doctor tells them they're supposed to take medication. Oh, they're machmer. They're not going to take the medication on Yom Kippur. Idiot. What are you, what are you being machmer? The Allah says, you have to take the medication. Remember, I, uh, I go to Tanisville in the summertime. So there used to be a woman there, she told me, I never realized that she wasn't healthy. She told me that she has some kind of cancer. And it's already 30 years that she takes pills every day. But on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, she doesn't take the pills. I said, are you crazy? He said, no, I'm still alive. 30 years, 30 years already that I don't take it on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur. I said, you're not allowed to be machma there. You have to listen to the doctors. That's not a Midas Chasidus. They say, if he said, I had to quote... Say piece of that, they quoted every page in, in your day. It's always on Basa B'cholov and Trefus and Kashvis and everything. But he has one section about Dine Choyla. So he tells about there was one Balatosis, nobody famous, not the Rabbi Natama the Ri, not a famous name, who was deathly sick. And the doctor said, if he, do, if he fasts on Yom Kippur, he will vadai die. And if he eats on Yom Kippur, it's a Sophic. He may survive, he may not survive. So he decided on his own, ain't Sophic, vadai. Since the Zabada Yisra that you have to fast on Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to eat. And it's only a Suffolk if you're going to eat him. He may help him save his life. So he decided on his own. He's going to fast on Yom Kippur. And they all screamed at him, Yom Mishugan. And lo and behold, he died. And the Rishonim all said, Doma Barosha. He brought upon himself his own death. That's not a Chumr. That's stupid. That's a, that's a Kula. You have to be careful. People think everything is a Chumr. It's not a Chumr. It's a Kula. There's a fellow who went, he used to go to the NCSY learning program in the summertime. So he came back to America and he made his parents crazy. He's not going to eat turkey because he heard this Rebbe doesn't eat turkey. He's not going to drink milk because the other Rebbe doesn't eat milk. He's not going to eat, uh, he has to insist on having glut kosher and he can't eat paspalter. And every chumra under the sun, he combined everything. He made everybody meshuggah. He, he hurt his parents' feelings, hurt his grandparents' feelings. He can't lead a life like that. His chumras were kulis. He was insulting everybody. Oh, the whole family were all religious people. They were all Yerei Shemai. That's what they say. Reb Shleim Zalman Oyerbach told the Talmudim in Kol Tarash, Nas Hashmito. So there's an issue. The farmers in Eretz who rely on the Het Mechira. So the Het Mechira is very, very questionable. But that's an ASIC for the farmers, whether they're allowed to rely on the Het Mechira to do Avodah Karka. But as far as the consumers are concerned, that's not our ASIC. So there is a minority opinion that if the farmer wasn't mafka the Paris, he kept the doors locked. He didn't allow, and the thing requires that you have to open up the doors to the farm, you have to let everybody take whatever they want. So, if the, so the farmers rely on the head to Mechira, so the field belongs to a guy. 
so you don't have to be mafkirit. So there are others are not happy with that kula. So, uh, so there is a minority opinion in Rishonim that Mishumar, the Tosis on the last daf in, uh, in Yavam, is quotes Rabbi Natham, that Mishumar is also Bachila. If you have Paris that they kept the gates locked on the farm, so you're not allowed to eat those Paris. So there are those, who, but the Chazanish and all the Paschal said, we don't Paschal like that, that's a minority, but you don't Paschal like that. Then there's an opinion that never does also. If they did Avedis HaKarka and Shnas HaShmita against Allah, then you're not allowed to eat the Paris. We don't Paschal like that either. There's such an interpretation in the Rambam. And never is us. So Mikra din, never is mutter, Mishumar is mutter. So Shlam Zamanar Bach used to tell the Tamidim in the Yeshiv in Koltara, they didn't rely on Heta Mechir. But he told the Tamidim, when you go home and your parents rely on Heta Mechir, don't give them a hard time. Mikra din, that's Talacha. It's just a Chumra. You're not supposed to be Mavazi your parents. Don't give them Agbas Nefesh. Don't violate Kibra Aviyem just because you want to have Chumras. People have to be careful that the Chumra should be Mevili de Kula. We don't recommend chumras. Chumras are for real tzaddikim. Chumras are for midas chasidas, for real tzaddikim. One is on the madrega. The Gemara says Rabbi Kiva was machmer in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Kiva was machmer. They satisfy both opinions. So most people, as a midas chasidas, that's called sveika deraisa lechumra. If you have a real suffix, 50-50, so you say sveika deraisa lechumra. If it's not 50-50, we know what the psak is. As a midas chasidas, we consider that a form of Sveika uh, Deraisa Lechum, but sometimes we do recommend Chumras. The Mesil Sushan writes, we have a Pasuk of Chumras, Shishmarta Mishmarti, the concluding Pasuk Parsha Zachary Mois, and the Gemara Yavamas understands, Asum Mishmeris Lemishmarti, that's the opening Mishnah Pekavas, Asseis Yog Torah. So the Mesil Sushan says that Pasuk is not only speaking to the Rabbanim and the Batidinim, that they should introduce Asseis Yog Latorah, Rabbanim should make Exeris the Rabbanim. Possibly speaking to each and every individual person. If I happen to be in a situation, I'm in the diamond uh, business. So if there's a chashash and there's some kind of a possibility of violating Aver in the diamond business, which doesn't apply to anybody else, I should go out of my way to be careful to make us yog. If I teach in a university and there's a certain chashash uh, of violating an Avera because people who teach in universities are doctors or lawyers, whatever, Whatever field you happen to be in, whatever generation you live in, whatever society you live in, if there's a chashash for you, so you should make a hachrake. And those of us who do study secular studies, our cheber, our alam does study secular there is a hashash that we're going to fall in with all kinds of things. So we should introduce chumras on our own. I remember when I was a stu- uh, student in college, so on Wednesday e- afternoons I used to have a professor he used to say things that were always against uh, our uh, Masora. So I used to feel bad about it. So on Wednesday night, after his class, I used to sit for an extra half hour in the, in the high school dorm. I don't know why. In the high school dorm, I used to learn Tanya. Just uh, to clear my mind now, to be mechazek myself. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but if, but if you're exposed to uh, anti-traditional uh, uh, professor, then you have to, you have to be mechazek yourself. The Pasig in Tilim speaks about something, we're not sure what it is, Kirum Zulos Livnei Adam. So Gemara Baruch says it's a reference to Tfilos, Tfilos from the We don't understand what does it mean? Tfilos from the Dvarmhom, the Barum Shalom, what is the Rabban Shalom, what's so important about Tfilos? The Pasig has in, in Parshas Voracious. In Perik Beis, in Parashat, we call Siyach Hasar Terem Yebarz, we call Esim Hasar Terem Yitzmach Kilohim Terem Hashem Lekim Alharz, we add the mind Labaydas of Adamo. So Rashi quotes from the Medrash Rabbah that pasuk that Siyach Hasar Terem Yebarz. Siyach Hasar means Vayetzi Yitzach Nasuach Basar. It means there was nobody praying. Doesn't mean the grass wasn't growing yet. Chalaysav Hasar Terem Yitzmach means that the grass didn't pop up yet. But Siyach Hasar is a reference to Tefila. Odomarishan wasn't yet created, so he couldn't daven for the rain. So the Barashalom didn't bring any rain until Odomarishan is going to pray for the rain. The Barashalom is not going to bring rain until Odomarishan is going to pray for the rain. Apparently the Barashalom wants people to pray. We don't understand what does he need it. We can't understand too much about the Barashalom anyway. 
But this is one of the six that we don't understand. But the Gemara considers Tefillah from Devarim Ha'am de Merum Mishalaylam. There is a Yiddish expression. A lot of times you have a pocket, you have a pocket sitter. Everything is in tiny letters. And when you have, it says the same bracha, the same talamot, so that's in tinier letters because it tells you in the summertime you say this, in the wintertime you say that. So it's half the size of the letters which are anyway small. So there's a Yiddish expression, Azayv Grois, Talamata, Aklein Sidderel. It's so big like the letters Talamata, where the next to the same bracha and the small sitter that they're really tiny. And despite the fact that it's so tiny, if you said the same Talamata in the summertime, you have to daven over. If you said the same bracha in the wintertime, you're not Yoytzi. Rav Salavechik pointed out, we don't understand it, but Tfila, the Gemara says, Dvarm Ha'am de Merum Shalaylam. Those who introduced the Tfila, those who composed it, but Anshek Nesus who were amongst them of Baham Kamenavim, amongst them of prophets, and they understood something we don't understand. They understood something about this issue of Dvarm Ha'am de Merum Shalaylam. Tfila is supposed to be Avoid Shabalev, it's supposed to be Mechabin when we daven. How many of us are mechavim when we daven? We daven so quickly. How can you? We, we don't speak Hebrew all day long. So Hebrew, even those who do speak Hebrew all day long, you're not, you're not used to tefillah. People are not mechavim. The Shulchan Aruch says, Tov It's better to say less and pay attention to what you're saying and to know the Pirish Amilus than to say more without kavanah. Unfortunately, we live in a generation that Rav Hutner had to have the famous comment told me, It's going What are you going to gain by saying? Everybody says the slichas, they don't know what the words mean. So say half the slichas. So what do you have to say so much without knowing? But we should really do told me, says, We don't daven properly. When someone is in Avelis, he has to daven for Anam. It's a, you hear the way he skips every other syllable and every other word. Obviously, all the years, he was never davening. They're missing all the words. We have to train ourselves and train our children to daven properly, to say all the words, and to try to figure out what the words mean. To daven with a siddha that has a translation. Tigamar speaks about the significance of Tfilah B'tzibur. A lot of our shuls are empty in the middle of the week. On Shabbos and Yom, the Baruch Hashem, they're crowded. That's where it was in the days of the Gemara. The Gemara has a din that uh, the Koyen, we don't permit the Koyen to be Moichel on his covet on Shabbos and Yom, because if one Shabbos will be Moichel on his covet to this fellow, because he has yard site, whatever, they're having a Simcha, so he'll be Moichel on his covet. Next week, it won't be Moichel for another Bala Simcha, so it will cause friction. So the Gemara says that this halachi is not allowed to be Moichel, the Koyen is not allowed to be Moichel, because it will cause friction. The Gemara says it only applies Shabbos and Yontav where the shul is crowded, but on Sheni Vahamishi the shul is not so crowded, so the din doesn't apply. No one's going to realize that. They won't cause any friction. So the Balayatesis say, but by us, in the days of the Balayatesis, they had tiny communities, they had barely had a minion. So the same minion, the same 11, 12 people were there on Shabbos and on the weekdays, it was the same number of people. So the Balayatesis say that today, Shabbos and the weekdays, same thing, so the coin is not allowed to be Michael at all. So Ramosha Feinstein has a shuvah, that was manazer, we went back to the style in the days of the Gemara. The shuls are empty in the middle of the week, Shabbos and Yontav, they're crowded, so the din is that the coin can be Michael on his cover, and Shani Machamishi can be Michael on Shabbos and Yontav. Och and Veda, we went back to the meeting of the days of the Gemara, that the shuls are empty on, on, uh, on the weekdays. People don't show up to Tefillah B'tzibah, that's terrible. The Gemara says how important it is to daven Tefillah B'tzibah. If you daven on your own, you're running the risk that your prayers may not be answered. Who says that you're so worthy that your prayers should be answered? But if you daven with Sibur, the Gemara understands that you stand a much better chance of having your prayers answered. We have to be more midactic on Tefillah. We have to be more midactic on Tefillah with Sibur. Kriya Satara is a disaster. Kriya Satara. Kriya Satara. People talk in the middle of Kriya Satara. People walk out. Some shows even have kiddush clubs. Kriyas HaTorah is supposed to be like the Ramam writes by Hakel. We just read yesterday about Hakel. So the Ramam writes Hakel is a reenactment of Maimon Hasina. The Rav Soloveitchik used to popularize the notion that Achreinim have in Shulchan Aruch. They quoted from the Bach that every Kriyas HaTorah is a reenactment of Maimon Hasina. Maimon Hasina is supposed to be Be'emo Be'ira Be'resas of Aziah. Supposed to be trembling. It's supposed to it says in Shulchan Aruch that the Kriya Sator should be from an elevated platform like Maimon Hasina was on top of the mountain. In a base medrash, 
So all base medrashes miyuchet for learning. So all base medrashes considered the top of the mountain. So that's why in yeshivas they don't have an elevated platform for the for the shulchan in the middle. But in the shul, the rest of the shul is miyuchet for davening, not for learning. So the kriyas atar is supposed to be on top of the mountain. Supposed to be reminiscent of Maimon Hasina. Maimon Hasina was Be'emo Be'ira Be'resus of Aziah. They didn't walk away. They didn't walk away. The Pasuk says in Mishle, Meseraz the Mishmael Torah, Gam Tvilosa Ta'eva. The people don't pay attention to the Kriyasa Torah, or the people don't pay attention to the rabbis' shiurim. In all the shuls for years and years, the rabbi used to give a shiur between Mincha and Meir, either Lord, and Yankev, or Mishnayas, or Nach, whatever it would be. Remember, Rabbi Bro used to give a shir in Novi, used to speak in German. I took German at college, but I couldn't understand one word that he was saying. He was speaking a highfalutin German. Rabbi Schwab used to speak uh, German that, uh, that we could understand. It was like half Yiddish. But Rabbi Bro, I didn't understand. So, if you don't pay attention to the shir between Milcham then your tefillahs are worthless. The Gemara says that the people used to work all week long, and on Shabbos they had off from work. So the Rav used to give a shir in, in halacha on Shabbos afternoon. So the Gemara says in Gitten that there were several mishpachas used to party on Shabbos afternoon. They had a nonik Shabbos, and they would never attend the Rav shir. So the Gemara says that when the Churban Baisheni took place, they were punished more than everybody else, because they were mavaza, the learning. They're scandalous. The Gemara talks about Abach, Hiluki, Kapar. The Gemara said there was a Tanner, Amasya Ben Chorosh, who lived in Rome. There was a big Jewish community in Rome during this Mambai Sheni and after this Mambai Sheni. They had a lot of shuls there. They have the Jewish cemeteries from the times of the Bai Sheni. So the Tanner of Masi Ben Chorish lived there uh, after the Churban Bai Sheni. So he has the famous Abu Achiluke Kapar. So if a person, four different levels of Avera, so if a person were, didn't, didn't daven one day, didn't say Krishna one day, he was Mavatla Mitzvah, didn't like film one day, so if he does tshuva, the tshuva will be accepted and he will be forgiven right away. If he violates a loisesei, so tshuva tailor needs Yom Kippur to be mechaper. If the loisesei is for nechamuras, it has creases and mises bezin, then the tshuva in Yom Kippur is not sufficient. He'll have to suffer yisurim later on. It doesn't have to be yisurim uh, like going through the Holocaust. The Gemara talks about the light yisurim. Ashgirch always used to mention, put your hand in your pocket and instead of pulling out a nickel you pulled out a penny you have to do it again it's also a level of Yisur the Gemara says all Yisur add up together and then the fourth level is Chilashem a person does a Chilashem so the Tshuva with the Yom Kippur with the Yisur is not going to help Ad Yom also and the Gemara quotes Psukim for that so the Gemara says Hechidam Chilashem the Gemara gives the answer the Gemara gives the Moshe one is Mevaza Tamat Chacham or Tamat Chacham who, who is Mevaza himself who does something that looks like he's going to do an Avera. The Rab says, if I go to the butcher shop and I buy meat and I don't pay right away, and some of the Balabata may think that I'm going to pull a fast one and I'm not going to pay tomorrow either, so that's a Chil because they think that the Rabbanim are supposed to be the leaders of the Jewish people. So if a Rab does an Avera, unfortunately in the last couple of years we had such scandals about Rabbanim, I'm embarrassed to be a rabbi. A rub does an Avera. A rub does a, even a, a slight Avera. Kavachim, a serious Avera. That's a Chil Hashem. This is what, this is, represents the Jewish religion. The rabbi is supposed to represent the Rabbanu Shalolim. The Gemara comments on the Pasuk. Es Hashem Tira. The Tanoim used to darshan every time it says the word Es. Like it says, V'lo Yeochel Es B'sara, by the Shara Nisko. So the Gemara says, Es Hatofel B'sara, Es means not only the basar of the Shara Nisko, there's also no, the Or, the hide is also also. How do they darshan Es, the Rabbi says, Or, Es Hatofel B'sara. Or V'rochatz is called B'sara B'amayim. Es is Marbi even Seyar. The Seyar is attached to the body. So when a person goes to the mikveh, it's not enough. V'rochatz says B'sara, V'rochatz says the Seyar also. Es Includes the Seir, it says, Why? Tamina Chachamim are always assumed to be closest to the Rabbanu Shalalim. And if you want to know what Selim Alekim is all about and what Alekus is all about, you're supposed to look at the Tamachachim. That's supposed to be the dogma. So Tamina Chachamim, who do Averis, or Tamina Chachamim, who do things that might mislead the public into thinking that they're doing an Averis. The Gemara said, That's a Chilashem. If, if people are Mavazat Tamina Chachamim, that's Mamash a Chilashem. The Gemara considers it one of the worst Averis, Mavazat Tamir Chachamim. The Gemara uses an expression, Apikairis. So the Maril has a tshuva. It was once uh, the local Shaykhet was Mavazat the rabbi in public. 
The Shaila is an apikarsh, shachat shchitos and avela. And the Gemara says one of them provides that tamachachm is an apikarsh. Really, shchitos and avela? That's what it means. So the Maril has a tshuva. He says, no, nah, it doesn't mean it's an apikarsh. Apikarsh means well, it doesn't, one who doesn't believe in the Kori Hamunah means he's going to be punished with a serious onesh, just like an apikarsh will deserve a punishment. But it doesn't mean he's an apikarsh. But it's considered a serious aver. Our mothers and our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers, when they used to bench licht on Shabbos and Yantav, they used to always offer a prayer that their children and their grandchildren should grow up to be Tamir HaChachamim. In America, when, when the, the first people came to America, they wanted to Americanize. They were afraid that children should become rabbis. Rabbis not going to make a parnosa. So they're, they're, everyone's afraid. They, they wanted to Americanize. They're afraid that their children will become rabbis. For, for centuries, for generations, that was the highest level. Everyone wanted, everyone wished that their Tamir the children will be Tamil they should marry Tamil Chachamim and so on. We have to be careful when, when we sit at the table. It's uh, on Shabbos. So a lot of people have a game. They poke fun of the rabbi sermon. They have to make fun of the rabbi. The rabbi probably gave a very good Russia. If we prepared, he probably gave a very good Russia. We should say over the good parts of the Russia. Well, you have to make fun of the, of the weaker parts. If there was a weak part, there isn't always. Our most prized possession are our children. How long do we live? So we project into the future by having children. The Gemara has a comment, because he's not going to project into the future. So you should adopt or you should, you should support Torah. The Gemara says, So we have to be Mechanachat children. A mitzvah to be mechanach their children. A fellow calls me up. He lives in New Jersey somewhere. He doesn't live here. He's a friend of mine. He's afraid to give Musa to his son. Maza, why are you afraid to give Musa to your children? How did you raise him in the first place? You should have given him a chinuch that he should understand on his own what he's not supposed to do. People are afraid to give Musa to their children. They don't, they don't raise their children properly. It's not supposed to be hefker. People send their children to secular university. Mayasa ben Shaloyachta. He sent to secular university. Vada bin How is a shaykh? He should keep Torah mitzvahs in a secular university. That's how we lost so many generations here in America. Because the parents wanted to Americanize and they sent their children to the big, uh, to the big Ivy League institutions. And we lost them for Yiddishkeit. We have to be Mechanach children for Torah mitzvahs and for Midas as well. Midas Torahs. I remember with respect to one of my sons, there was a toss-up which yeshiva we were going to send him to. So this toss-up was, there was one yeshiva where the, where the learning would be excellent. But the kids were very wild. And the Rosh yeshiva were very abrasive, very fresh. And we realized they were, he, wouldn't have, he wouldn't pick up Midas Tavis there. He would pick up a lot of learning, but he wouldn't pick up Midas Tavis. And the other yeshiva, the learning was not that good, but the Midas were much better. So we decided that we have to be Madif to Midas Tavis. There's a famous comment from the Beis Alevi. He was asked as a child, which does he think is more important, Midas or Deus or Hashkafas? So as a young child, he said that in Bereshis, the Pasuk says, HaKadosh Bochu made a comment, Nasa Adam Mitzalmen. He said in the plural, Nasa Adam Mitzalmen. What does it mean? There's only one God. Shem Lakein Hashem Echot. So who, who, who's talking over here? Who's the board of directors over here? So the Gemara says that the Pshat is HaKadosh Baruch consulted with the angels. What do the angels know? Why do they have to consult with the angels? So the Gemara says that Rashi HaChomish quotes the Medrash to teach us the lesson that even if we are the biggest geniuses in the world we should always consult with people who are less intelligent than ourselves just like the Rabbani Shalom consulted with the angels before he created Adamarish. But if you write that in the plural, Nasa Adam, you run the risk of having someone think that there's more than one God. That's Apikursus, that, that's Kilkol and Deus. So the Beis Alevi said as a child, you see from the Pasuk that the Rabbanu Shalala felt that it's worth running the risk of having Kfira, believing in do, do Rishuyas, in order to teach the lesson of modesty and humility, that a person should always consult with those who are less intelligent than himself. That Midas are more important than, than Deus. person has to be a mensch. Every so often there's a case, a divorce case, and then there's an issue of custody. Who's going to have custody of the child? 
So one of the parents is, is religious and the other parent is not religious. But the one who's religious is a neurotic and crazy. They're going to raise the children as religious Jews, but they're going to be crazy, like, like the parent is crazy. So it's better to be raised by the normal parent, not a, I think, it's better to be raised by a normal parent who is not religious, going to send the children to public school, rather than to be raised by the Meshuggah parent. Who's going to, we want crazy children, we want normal children. Then we would like also that they should be observant as well. But uh, more important is the, the Midas rather than the Hashkafas. You have to be careful not to exaggerate when we're machanach our children. We don't have, our chavit doesn't have this, but we see by the others, sometimes by the Hasidim. They don't want their children to fall in with any apikursa, so they say, there's no chachma by the goyim, everything the goyim have to say is stupid, there's no value at all, don't go to university, there's nothing there to learn. Then the kids are exposed to something and they say, wow, there's so much chachma by goyim. Everything my parents told me was false. Sheker hinchilalona aviseinu. That's terrible. The Gemara tells us Chachma Bagoim Tamen. We 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 teach our children Chachma Bagoim Tamen. Yeah, we're very much for Chachma Bagoim Tamen. We shouldn't exaggerate anything. But when we emphasize the fact that there is Chachma Bagoim, we should emphasize to our children Torah Bagoim Al Tamen. From the Chachma Sumas Oilam, that's not going to guide you how you're supposed to lead your life. The Torah tells us how to lead our life. Torah Bagoimah, Torah means Hadrachet, to teach one how to lead one's life. You can study all the secular studies in the world, it's not going to make you a Eurasian mind. Torah Bagoimah, Altam, you have to learn Torah. Chinuch has to be an Emesdika Chinuch, it shouldn't be with exaggerations, and it should be proper. Rabbi Gerelik, Sukhan Laracha, used to give the marshal from the Shulchan Aruch that the first two days of Sukkot in each Shalachem on the Dalad Minim. So let's say um, the parent didn't give the Lulav and the Esrik to his wife yet. He, he didn't give his wife yet. One of the children wants it. So he'll give the Lulav and Esrik to the child and have a mind not to be mocked to the child. So it's not going to be Shalachem. So it's only Chinuch, so what's the problem? So the most of the Paschum hold the Shulchan that that's not proper. They have to be Makna, has to be Shalachem. So he used to emphasize all the time that the Chinuch has to be Emesdika Chinuch. You can't have an imitation. You can't have Sheker. It has to be an Emesdika Chinuch. So we shouldn't exaggerate. Every exaggeration is Sheker. We should emphasize that Chachma Bagayim Tamen, yes. We all send our children to graduate school. Nachon. But we have to explain. We have to explain to them what's the Ikah. The Ikah is the Torah. And the other things is Chachma. Chachma Bagoyim is not going to lead to Torah. It's not going to lead us to know how to lead our lives. We all fought Sionut. We all believe in Zionism. But there are 613 mitzvahs. You can't take the mitzvah of living in Eretz and say that's more important than all the other mitzvahs. Shabbos and Kashim Tars Hamishpach are more important than Tzionit. The Allah says that little Matar Isha person is permitted to move to Chutzlarts. Why? Because the whole mitzvah to live in Eretz is if you have a reasonable alternative. You can either live in Eretz or Chutzlarts. So then the Allah says you should choose to live in Eretz Yisrael. But if it's unreasonable, you're going to live in Eretz you won't get, you won't marry the girl whom you're in love with. You won't be able to learn Torah. Even though there are yeshivas, but I'm in love with this Rebbe. I want to learn by this Rebbe. I want to learn in this yeshiva. So that's not a reasonable choice. So certainly, yes, a lot of our children go to Eretz Yisrael. They're so gung-ho about Tzionut. They forgot about Chinuch Abodim. They forgot about all the Shemiras and Mitzvahs. They forgot about everything. What happened to all the other Mitzvahs? What happened to the other 612 Mitzvahs? Tzionut is a Mitzvah, but the other Mitzvahs are perhaps even more important. Many of our Chevra are learned. They learned in the yeshivas. They know how to ascertain whether any given din is a real din de Rabbanon or it's only a minig. And a lot of times people will have the attitude, well, it's only the Rabbanon anyway. What do you mean it's only the Rabbanon anyway? So therefore, that's how the conservatives used to say. Conservatives used to say, if it's only a din de Rabbanon, so the din is heimam of heimamru, so we're Rabbanon, so we can undo the din of the Rabbanon. 
The Gemara talks about the Pasuk Puritz Geder Yishachenu Nachash. When the Chachamim make a Gzeira de Rabbanon, that's called a Geder. Asayis Yoglatar is a Geder. So Puritz Geder Yishachenu Nachash will be bitten by the Chivya de Rabbanon, by the rabbinical snake. Means they'll put him in cherem. Nachash. The Rishonim used to say Nachash is uh, Rashi Tevis neither cherem shamta. The two opinions, whether the three different things neither cherem shamta, they're only two. Neither cherem and shamta the same thing. So those who say the three different things used to say this Rashi Tevis. Adin the Rabbana has to be observed meticulously. A minik has to be observed meticulously as well. Many people have the mistaken impression that Rab Salavashi was mevataran wala menhagim. He was a stickler on menhagim. The people only knew him superficially. A lot of people who saw him every day only knew him superficially. They didn't pay attention. He was a stickler on Minhagim that the Mishnah Bruin says we don't observe anymore. He said, no, the Shulchan Aruch says the Minik, so they have to observe the Minik. If he had a tradition that this is a Minik Torah, so then he wouldn't follow it. Just today in class, we were discussing the Taisus and Davav and Aleph about whether Mechila Tzrich Kinyan. So the... Um, Chazanish and his brother-in-law, disciple, had the practice that when they would, they were never practicing rabbis, so they never sold the chametz for the community. So when they wanted to sell the chametz, they would ask the rabbi to sell the chametz. So the minute usually is you appoint the rabbi as a shliach to sell the chametz for you to an achri, and the rabbi makes a Kenyan suda. He gives you a handkerchief in exchange for it, you give him the right, the power of attorney to sell the chametz for you. So the Chazanish and the Stipel are held that that's a minik shtus because the Ramam says that there's no need for a Kenyan and nothing is accomplished and it has no meaning at all. It's a minik shtus so you don't observe it. Rav Soloveitchik was such a stickler and that minik that you have to make a Kenyan so he told the students in the yeshiva every rabbi knows that on Arab Pesach in the morning as he's about to go sell the he always gets a phone call Rabbi I forgot to come and ask you to sell the for me. So the Balabos asked the rabbi over the telephone please I want you to sell the chametz. How can the rabbi make a Kenyan suda over the telephone? So the rabbi explained two ways to solve the problem. How to make a Kenyan suda over the telephone. Okay. I wrote it up in my safe in the Fesharah. The rabbi is a big stickler. If it's a meaning this is a different story. The Maharil writes in one place. Maharil was about Tfila a lot of times. Maharil writes in one place that he was davening in Regensburg for the, for the Omen in Germany in that Kehillah. So they were saying a peer that was composed by Rabbi Raimi Regensburg, so he felt that they said it in the wrong place. Sometimes they say a peer in Shachra, sometimes in Musa, so he, he decided to say it in a different location. He said the peer, but he said it in Musa instead of Shachra. And that year his young daughter passed away, a young child, and he attributed the death of the child to the fact that he was Mishana the Minig. What's the Mida Kenegad Mida? The Pashtas is. Pashtas is that Minhagim make a connection from one generation to the other. You transmit. The Torah is transmitted from generation to generation. So he felt, I violated the Minig, I wasn't, I wasn't carrying on the Masara, so that's why I didn't deserve to have a child. I'm not going to transmit to my children the Masara that I got from my, from my ancestors. You have to be careful with Minhagim. If you have a big Moira Hara, the Chazanish, Rav Salvechik, big Dailam, Rabbi Shefeinstein, they have, they have tainus against the Minik, all the Minik Shtus. Okay. So Adam Gadol says the Minik Shtus, so you don't do it. If that's your Rebbe, just a lot of Rabbanim in the world. What the Chazanish held was a Minik Shtus, Rav Salvechik thought was a serious Minik. Things that Rav Salvechik thought a Minik Shtus, maybe the Chazanish thought were, uh, were valid Minhagim. So each one should follow all the Dinim the Rabbanim are very serious, and all the Dinim the Rabbanim are very serious as well. A lot of times people have the attitude, it doesn't make any sense. They're going to judge on their own. It doesn't make any sense. His father called me up on the phone. Wealthy family. They always used to visit there. So their family, the grandfather, all the way back. Very religious people. Always wealthy family. They always used to observe two days yantam. Different opinions, whether a tourist observes two days yantam or not. In the days of Rabbi Yosef Kar, there were always tourists who came, Jewish tourists from the Arab countries, uh, neighboring Eretz Yisrael. And the minig always was. They observed two days Yantam. The Chacham Tzvi says one day he never stepped foot in Eretz Yisrael. It was never Zaycha. For centuries the minig in Eretz Yisrael was that they observed two days Yantam. So this wealthy, uh, wealthy Tam Chacham, he's a rob, I think. He calls me up on the phone uh, the other day. His son is going to Eretz Yisrael on his own with his friends. and He decided he's only going to observe one day Yantam because it doesn't make any sense to him. A teenager. It doesn't make any sense to him. Illogical. 
I said, you're the father. He's gonna, he, he may come to the yeshiva with his son, I should speak to the son. The grandfather used to come to Rav Salvechik, he used to sit in the front row all the time in Maria. And the son decided, the grandson decided on his own, that it doesn't make any sense. So I told the father, he should tell his son, the Ramam and Hilchashmita the Yoival. The Ramam quotes the opinion of the Gonim that we follow, that Tavshinayin Hei was Shnas HaShmita. Because we say every seventh year is a Shmita. So the Rambam quotes it and he disagrees. He says it doesn't make any sense to him. Because the Gemara says that the Yoival, you're supposed to count 50, 50, 50, 50. You don't count 7, 7, Leon Avoid. You count 50, 50. And the Yoival year is a blank year. And even though we don't observe the Yoival today, but we should count the Yoival year as a blank year to push off the next Shemitah. Shouldn't be seven years later. So the Raman disagrees with the Gaon and he says it absolutely doesn't make any sense. But then he says, we should follow the Gaonim. Why? Because the Gaonim lived in Eretz Yisrael. There were Gaonim who lived in Eretz Yisrael and they observed Shemitah. And this is the way they observed it. The Raman says, the Minig and the Masora is an Ikegodl and Psak Allah. That's how we, we pass it. So the Raibid disagrees with the Raman over there. He thinks he should follow the Rambam. That's what the Rav once said to the best of his knowledge. It's the only place but there's a machlaik, the Ramam and the Ravid. The Ravid says you should paskin like the Ramam, and the Ramam says, don't paskin like me. The Ramam says, paskin like the Goinim. And Rab Chaim has a famous essay in his Sefer on the Ram. He explains why the Goinim Shita makes uh, perfect sense. Why it's 7 7. Why, why you don't count it as a blanket. Even though uh, it ended by his Rishon period, they pushed off the next Shemitah because of the blanket of the other. But it doesn't apply because it's a very simple explanation. Not so deep. But the Ramam was so. Uh, the Ramam was so convinced that it doesn't make any sense at all but then he gave in to the Goyim he says the Minig and the Masar is Allah. we shouldn't be so convinced we shouldn't be so convinced that something doesn't make any sense if it has been observed the practice for many years let's have a big Paisik a big Adam Godel who takes the responsibility on his own he says like the Chadar he said there's a Minig Shtus he thinks that that's what he says in the Ramam that making the Kabbalah Kenyan by the, by the Mechiris Cham is a Minig Shtus the Chachamim tell us in Baba Kama, Hai man de boi lamevich hasidah lekai mili de brochas, lekai mili de nezikan, lekai mili de ovis. Famous explanation in the Vilna Goyen that people, Rishayim, sometimes divide the mitzvahs into two categories. Bein odam lamakam, bein odam lachaveris. So the Vilna Goyen says there's really a third category. Bein odam liatzma. Mili de ovis is bein odam liatzma. And it's all based on the Pasuk, v'halach de bedrochav, in Parshas Kisavoy. We should imitate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Why do you imitate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? A little child imitates, he makes believe he's a doctor. So he makes believe he's taking your, uh, your uh, heartbeat, and your blood pressure. Someday he may become a doctor. A little girl dresses up like a mommy. She makes believe that she's a mother. She puts on high heels and she puts on a shaitl or whatever, puts on a bonnet. Someday she probably will be a mother. But what, why should we imitate the Rabban Shalom? He's considering retiring. And we're going to take over. Why should we imitate him? So the answer is given in the next pasuk. What does it mean? So it's quoted from the Vilna Gaon and Adaris Eliyahu. It was written by the Talmidim of the Gro. That all of mankind was created by Tzalem Alekim. But then you saw have Tzalem Alekim square. We have the status of Baram Lamokim. So it's not that we are called upon to imitate the ways of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to become someone whom we are not. A person try, strives to become someone who he isn't, he's going to have a nervous breakdown, he's going to become a sugar. We already have the Tzalem Elkim, we already have the Banim Lamakim status, we should preserve that Midah, we should preserve that Madrega. So the Pasuk says, in Berei Soch, service Or Lagoyim, then Rabbi Yeshaya says, we're supposed to serve Or Lagoyim in what area? What in Shabbos and Kashrus and Taras Hamishbach has no shaykhs but Duma Salam. It means in Salam Alakim. We share in common that Salam Alakim. We have a higher madrega with Banam Lamakim, but the Duma Salam also have Salam Alakim. So the person says, We're all Kalami it's when the nations of the world will see that we are acting properly, we're acting with honesty and integrity, and we have a clean Medina, and the Rosh Hamem Shalah is not sitting in prison, and the president is not sitting in prison, the Chabri Knesset are not, are not taking bribes. And they're voting honestly. When they'll see that we have a wonderful Medina, the Yorum Mekel, they will learn from us how to act with Yerushalayim. That's how the Vilna Gaon interpreted the Pasuk. So that's the source of the mitzvah, the source of the principle of Benodim Le'atzma. We have an obligation to preserve the Tzalem Elkim that we have within us. We have to work on all three fronts. Mili de brachas. We always mumble brachas. We don't pay attention. 
How many times does it happen that a person forgot to say Melech HaKadosh? Daven from a Siddur. Daven a little lower. Daven a little slower. People say the wrong bracha, they bench, they forget to say Al Yom. Why don't they pay attention? The Chayyotin points out, Moitzi Shem Shemayim Lamatol. You say a bracha, you just mumble the words, you don't pay attention. We're not careful about the middle of the brachas. People don't, want, don't know what bracha to say. So everybody knows, say shahakal and yoytzebiriyel. That's for little children, that shtick. My children used to say mezoynas. I don't know how they, how they know that one. Mishnabur quotes that from the chayyotin. But it said mezoynas on anything except for maim and melech yoytze. So my children, when they were little, they used to say mezoynas. Whenever they didn't know what it was. And maybe they're so used to eating cookies. Maybe that's one. That's B'riyevet. That's not L'Chathchila. L'Chathchila is supposed to find out what the correct bracha is. You have a breakfast cereal. I have a, whatever it is. So call up the organization, the, the Kashrus organization that gives the Hashgach and find out what the bracha is. They know what the bracha is supposed to be. We're supposed to be medactic. Emile de brachas, emile de nezikim, Just the other day, a fellow calls me up on the phone around 11.30 at night and he tells me, I was half asleep, then he tells me, uh, he's so-and-so, a rabbi's son. His father's out of town, so he's asking me the shayla. Very serious shayla, chumr and hilchas ribbis. That what? Uh, some, um, some company is selling telephones at a very discounted rate, but they only sell one to a household because they sell a discounted rate. So this fellow wants to get an extra telephone at a discounted rate. And he's going to save up his $300. So he asked this fellow, can I use your credit card to buy, to cheat the company? I should get a second phone. So you're going to pay for it and they're going to deliver it to your home. And then I'm going to pick it up from you. So when the fellow picked it up, so he paid him the money for the credit card and he gave him an extra $50. Why an extra $50? Like if I rob a bank and I walk off with a million dollars from the bank and there's a guy who's driving the getaway car... I have to pay him uh, $10,000 to So here he paid him $50 because he helped him pull, the, pull off the Ganevish shtick. So the guy said, the rabbi son is only worried. It's an Issa Ribas. Because <laughs> he used the credit card. The head only thinks in, in Humrus. Head only thinks in Humrus. Because he used the credit card and now he's paying him more than the credit card. So I said, it's not an Issa Ribas. It's not an Issa Ribas. He's paying you because you're the accessory to the crime. Because you helped him cheat for the, the company. It's not an Issa Ribis, it's an Issa Gezel from the company. That never occurred to <laughs> People are so, they're so into Chumras, they're just... We have to work on all fronts. We have to work on all the fronts. I'm bin Odom Lamokam, I'm bin Odom Lachaveiroi, I'm bin Odom Liatzmoi. We shouldn't be satisfied with the fact that B'diyevit, if he said Shahakal on anything, he said Mizanis on anything, Yoyitzeh. Mishnabur points out, and there are earlier sources as well, Beis Alevi has this, if a person does a mitzvah in a way that is only Yetzeh B'diyeb, and Al-Chathchil is not Yetzeh, that could well be a violation of Baltigra. That's exactly what Baltigra means. Beis Alevi quotes the Rajbon and Rosh Hashanah, if you wear tefillin that only have three parashiyas, and wear an Arba Kampus, only has tzitzis on three corners, that's not Baltigra, it's just not Yetzeh the mitzvah tzitzis, you're not Yetzeh the mitzvah tefillin. You're missing a parashiyah, you're missing a tzitzis, you're not Yetzeh. Baltigra means... I did the mitzvah in a way that I'm Yetzirah, but I had the ability to do L'Chathchil, and I didn't do the mitzvah B'Shlei Musa. We do that all the time. We do a lot of things B'Riyavit. You're not supposed to do things B'Riyavit. We have more than enough money to do things L'Chathchil. Forget about all the Hidur, forget about all the Chumras. You have to do things properly. You have to spend more time learning. All of us have to spend more time learning. You have to spend time davening. You have to spend time on Chinuch Abonim. All the basics. You have to make Kabbalists. The COVID are Rosh Hashanah. On a Kabbalist, Nishkin Rosh Hashanah. We should try to make Kabbalists in all of these areas. We should all be blessed with good health and a Gmachsim for all of us.